Hey, 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 what's up? Changed up now, what nation? This is your girl, Tierra Curry. That is right, Coach T. And uh, my next guest is accustomed to the words lights, camera, and action. Her passion for the performing arts has landed her roles in Tyler Perry's Acrimony, Danielle William McCord's From Porn to the Pulpit, Confusion of Love, The Best Friend, and many, many more. Today, we will have a few laughs while she shares her journey, acting tips, and even audition no-nos. Ladies and gents, please welcome actress Kay Sauce. Hello, everybody. Hello, Miss Era. How are you doing? <laughs> I am doing good. How have you been doing with all of this? pandemic stuff you've been you've been doing i have been you know actually i have been wonderful um really this pandemic has really just brought me back to square one um you know with everything going on in my acting i was so busy that um and it's just so funny that uh right before the pandemic i was just asking god for a break i told god i said i've been like really on the move and all that kind of stuff and you know i do spend time with him but you know you, you know you know you need to a long time just to spend, you know, just to really get in his face, right. you know. What I mean? So that's been <laughs> that was my whole thing right there. And so it was just so funny that it was like a few weeks before my last production when I was getting ready to come out and do that. And then look, I like to put it like this: God shut the whole world down. I, I, I think we all kind of just went on a little. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Exactly. I feel you because I've been blessed. You hear? Blessed. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, and, and praying for the ones that are going are going through it because it was a transition for everybody. It so really I call it global was. transition. Yes. So, mm -hmm. so I'm glad you got a chance to get your break. Um, so let's go ahead and get started and dive right in to mm -hmm. our interview. So describe your very first acting role. Wow. Okay, I'm like better right, better right. I gotta think back to my very first acting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my I think my first role was it was back in 2011. Uh, I did a character. Her name was Miss Carlin. What's so funny about that was I think the character that I've created, uh, Miss Minnie, and I, I don't know if a lot of people heard about her, but she has her own page and everything, Miss Minnie Alexander. Uh, Miss Carla was a old lady role, and so Miss Minnie was kind of like birthed from her. It, you know, had every bit of what, five, four to five lines, okay? But it's something that God does with me, uh, even with the small things. I mean, we think back to the Bible, you know, he started with nothing and made the whole world, right? So with my four to five lines, God just started throwing ideas out at me. And I, I kid you not, my first one was everybody noticed it. Everybody knows that little small old lady character. They were like, oh, my God, you were hilarious. And so that was my first one. Um, I don't mind taking a small role and making it huge. And that's, that's just what I mm -hmm. you In other words, you will remember me. I might not be in all the rest of the scenes, but I'm going to make the most of my opportunity. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I remember uh Bernie Mac. Uh -huh. One of his first movies was Mo Money. Yeah. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, it was Mo Money. Small role. He was an extra. And then 
before you know it, of course, he put a lot of work in behind the scenes doing stand up, what they call the chitlin circuit. Yeah. But then we seen him in Friday. That was like mm. the big yeah. leading up to King Kings of Comedy. So I admire oh, you for yeah. saying you would take a small role and, you know, do what you got to do with it. That's right. And, and that's what it's all about. It's, like I said, make them, and it's in the Bible, make the most of every opportunity. You could take a little bit of something and make it huge, you know what I'm saying? And make it memorable. Right, you know, you right. can upstage in anyone or anything. God will just give you ideas and you can just run with it and have fun with it. And that's what I tell a lot of actors and things like that. So, Correct, correct. So how did you handle the nervousness when you first got started in the industry? Woo, because I had a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know. And I do. I believe every actor has some sort of nervousness. But, you know, what I tend to do is I ask God first for favor. And for uh, they call it confidence now, but I just go ahead and say God confidence because I don't know. It's just the knowing that when God has, first of all, for me, uh, I don't just um, apply for opportunities. All my opportunities are God led. So when God gives me something and lays something in my lap, pretty much I'm probably going to get it. So I have that kind of confidence and the confidence to know that He told me I could do it. And then, secondly, as I'm auditioning, I never look at the casting director. That will send you, I mean, listen, you want to dig a hole and jump in, you know, mm. you know, you, it makes you nervous. And so what I tend to do is, you know, I focus on an object or, or the back wall behind them, you know, not high enough, just enough to be like eye, at eye level, like I'm almost looking at them, but I'm not. And I talk mm -hmm. to the wall as though it's the person or the object or whatever. And then I have to imagine that it's not, they're not sitting there. That's God sitting there watching me and cheering me on and, and letting me know you could do it. You know what I'm saying? And proving to him that I can do it. Exactly. And I'm telling you, like, when you first get started, a lot of times when you get started in this type of industry, any, anything with the entertainment, even life coaching, for instance, and being an author, whatever the case may be, sometimes family is not as receptive oh to that. They're oh like, you need to get a regular job because we all know that gigs come and go. And, you know, we hope for consistency as freelancers, as, as actors, yeah. and actresses, yeah. and singers. But sometimes it's a bit of a variation between when you'll get your next call. So did your family fully support and understand your gift? Whew, no. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I say that with a resounding no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They were... They were dead against it. And here's the thing, you know, I was very emotional about it, you know, very broken about that at first, you know, and, and what I've come to learn, like in my journey, there's always a lesson behind whatever God does and allows. Okay. So mm -hmm. they were, they were dead against it. They didn't understand it. You know, heck, I didn't understand mm -hmm. it. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and let me tell you why I didn't understand it. Uh, first of all, you know, they were against it because God didn't tell them to do it. Mm -hmm. God tells you something. He's talking to you. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like everybody gonna get the memo when God instructs you to do something, right? So anytime you're doing something out of the ordinary and something that people don't understand, they're gonna bark and they're gonna bite, right? So, but at that time, like I said, I didn't understand. But at the same time, what I did understand is that uh, for the most part, even though they knew I was leaving town and that's what it was, I had to relocate from Houston to Georgia. I failed to mention that. And so they were like dead against that. I'm from Houston, Texas, and God called me to come here. But at the time when he was telling me to leave, my mother was on her sickbed, 
and really on her deathbed. And yes, ma'am. And I tell you, that was the hardest thing in this whole career that I ever had to do. I had I had to obey God when he said to leave. And I'm thinking, God, like, really? My mother's about to check up out of here and you want me to what? And it makes you want to be disobedient. But if you know the consequences behind uh, disobeying God, you and then of course my family didn't understand that you know something like listen i've even gotten prophecies of, of what would happen to me <laughs> if i don't obey so but anyway um i had to step out and obey but the thing the, the, what gave me comfort was the night before i had actually had to depart and leave to go to georgia the first time because actually the first time i didn't stay and i didn't know i wasn't going to stay he was just sending me there to spy out the land, spy out the land. So I was in my mother's uh, hospital room that night and I stayed pretty much to midnight. And guess what? I only stayed to midnight because she put me out. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> I'm like, no, I know I don't want to leave you. She said, I know. And so but anyway, the comforting message that she gave me and she said, hey, I'm going to tell you something. I said, yes, ma'am. And she said, you have to go. I said, huh? And she said, yeah, you have to go. She said, let me tell you, I had such an encounter with God. And she said, God told me that it was him and you have to go. He's calling you there. So I understand now you have to go. You can't stay. You have to go. Girl, when I tell you tears were flooding, I was gripping my mama as I'm like, no, mama, no. You know, <laughs> you know, but that was, that was, yeah, it was, it was, it didn't make it easier. I mean, it made it easier, but it didn't make it easier. Was she saying that you've got to go, like you've got to chase after your dreams, or that she's getting ready to go? No, it was me. She, well, I knew she was going, but she didn't say that. Um, I think, you know, actually, I think my mom did know, but at that point, I don't think that's what she meant when she said what she said. You know, okay. I think even through the Holy Spirit, she knew I was torn between obeying God and disobeying God because I'm thinking, like, that's mama. Come on, God. You understand this? And she about to check up out of here for real? No, come on. Uh uh. You know, if all in God is not easy, and I'm here to tell anybody that, listen, it's not going to be easy, but you have to obey God and whatever he tells you to do. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and, and with that, that's another lesson as in to even him proving you to see if you will obey him. How much can he trust you with? Are you going to put family before me? Because here's the thing, my whole family, I mean, my, you know, me, my upbringing and everything in my life, what I was before I even knew anything about a dream or anything was me doing what everybody told me to do. I didn't have a life of my own. So God was even testing me to say, okay, so now you're going to do what they told you to do in the state because they're coming against you? Are you going to do what I told you to do? I had to make a strong decision. And of course, you know, like I said, he, he told me some things, like as in you're going to do it. He re really told me I had no option, but but he told me if I did decide to obey some things that, you know, could possibly happen and all that. He said, but you are, I have a strong calling on your life and it's time. He told me way back in 2006, I was going to move and I didn't move until 2011. So he had to even prepare me to even do that the whole time. I'm sorry. It's so much to say about this. And <laughs> No, but I'm telling you, but that's real though. Like when we, when we hear the voice of God, it's important that we do it because I'm not going to lie. There's been times when I haven't. Wow. And when we try to force yeah. it, it never turns out the way we thought it wow. would. So wow. he got the master yes. plan. My nickname, I, I, I called myself uh, Jonisha because like Jonah, <laughs> I was running. Ooh, I was yeah, running you stop that. Oh my God, that is funny. Did you say Jonisha? 
I'm <laughs> telling you, Jonisha, only to, I thought I was really running and getting somewhere, yeah. but I was going nowhere, only to Ooh. be put back at the start line. Yes. Like, you're still here. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, so we all know the story about Jonas. <laughs> he thought, man, that, that story is so funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, <laughs> uh, putting you in spiritual jail. <laughs> Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, so that's the family side. But how has, if at all, a career affected your dating life? <laughs> uh oh. Well, not many people know. Um, I've never really been in a real relationship before. Um, my life has really, I mean, from being young in school and all that kind of stuff, um, it consisted of me liking the guys and they never like me back. See, I, I've been, I've been like um, dealing with, you know, being heavy and overweight my whole life. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, if guys see that you're overweight, you know, they go by that little peer pressure type thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be seen with, with the uh, little healthy girl on the side. They're going to go get the uh, other popular girl with the pants shaving all pretty with the, I was pretty with the long hair, but what was stopping that, was, you know, me being uh, kind of, you know, chunky. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> I never really had one, but as far as my acting career, uh, I don't know. It's, it's like when God starts speaking purpose, you know, which you know had to do with my acting, and in, I'll just say the industry because God gonna help me do a whole lot of th things, not just um, acting. But when He started speaking purpose, it like made me focus, and I just I put the relationship stuff on the side. So, mm -hmm. and then what I do know is that you know, uh, which is part of something else uh, with my journey, is that God kind of gave me an incentive of what he wanted to do for me in my life uh, regarding my purpose and where I was going and what he was going to reward me with. And that's as far as I'm going with that. And so... <laughs> let me, well, well, let me let me say something to all my anti-fluffy people out there. There is... Let me tell you, fluffiness don't stop uh, nothing, okay? Uh, There's plenty of good everything underneath the fluffiness, all right? Don't let that stop you. Ladies, if you are fluffy as well, don't let that stop you. Don't let that, you know, mess up your confidence because there is somebody for everybody. And just like with Kay, she's acting, she's busy with doing that. And she she knows her physical appearance. She knows what she's capable of doing, what she's good at. She knows her flaws. But guess what? It's meant to be. There's somebody that will doll that up. Okay. Amen. So. Amen. And that is so true. Um I think it's safe to say this part. Uh, with that being said, as far as like dating and relationships, it's, it's not many people that know that God is interested in showing you who your spouse is. You know, he's who he's created for you. You know, this person is pretty much going to be the male version or female, you know, depends on who's listening to the female or male version of you. You'll identify this person because they remind you of you and your purpose. That's the first thing. Get to know your purpose what God has put you here to do. You know what, I'm saying? what did God create right. you to do in this earth? And once you identify that, you know what I'm saying, and, and you know, really hone into that, uh, if the if that individual comes, you won't even have to try to make the person like you or nothing like that. Please don't do that. Don't make right. nobody like you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Try to make nobody like you. But you, it, they'll sing you. And when I, you know what I'm saying? They'll sing everything about you. They'll start telling you things that uh, God told them about their purpose. And you think like, oh, my God, how did you know to say that? You know, you'll, just know, you'll feel it. You won't have to, have to even try to make it happen. It'll just happen. And so, again, don't worry about people who don't like your fluffiness, whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's all about your heart and your mind. I'm sure it is. 
And then I had heard also, this is sidebar, but I had heard that some guys are intimidated by actresses because they don't know when they're acting and when oh they're God. real in their really? relationship. <laughs> yes. When they're crying, is it because you know Angela Bassett is good at that man she will she can cry on command yeah. so that is kind of scary but that, okay that I never thought anybody. about that but I guess so but I, you know what but I still have to <laughs> oh this is serious <laughs> cut action I mean what, what is it we had it on set right now you cry, what you crying for Kim what you crying for <laughs> Can you imagine doing a waiting to excel moment? Like you're finna burn up his Ooh. clothes and then all of a sudden you switch and shift like, baby, I was just yeah. playing. You don't think you're crazy. Okay, you're like, um, <laughs> no. Acting this time or you serious? Yeah. You know, so, but, it's, yeah. but it still goes back to the that. heart. You know what I'm saying? I think a person will know, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, not to be doing all that. I mean, if y'all prank each other, that's a different thing. You know, those videos on right. Facebook and stuff like that. But, you know, it, it, it still boils down to the heart because he's going to know your heart. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, a prank thing might, might get him, but he don't know your heart and what kind of person you are. He, he I hope you're not the crazy uh, type that'll burn up some clothes and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? I hope y'all do all that. you really going to run him off that way. Uh, you burn some clothes, you're going right? in jail. That's just uh, a movie. It's you want a man? Are you trying to keep him? You absolutely, man. But yeah, that's that's one thing right there. But let me t let me ask you something. So I'm pretty sure, like when you first went into the industry, you probably thought it to be one way. Um, well, I definitely did. But it was one of the one of the things that you learned the hard way once you got in or got acquainted with it. I hope I don't get cut for saying this. <laughs> mm -mm. Mm -mm, no judgment here. Well, and I say cut because I'm going to use that word cut. I have learned, <laughs> but I hear a lot of actors and actresses saying this, this industry is cut throat. <laughs> it really is. Um, well, you know, it can be cut throat in so many, cut throat in so many different types of ways. But uh, one of the ways I want to talk about is like support and, you know, likes and stuff like that. You know how we are always wanting likes on Facebook. We post stuff so we can get some likes and all that kind of stuff. We want people yeah. to like and love us. But the truth of the matter matter is, is not, and it's not just industry. I'm just going to say people, period. You know what I'm saying? Because we are, the people are the industry. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, it could be in the church. People will like you today and tomorrow they will not. I mean, I'm looking at people Kanye West yeah. and look uh who else i don't know they, they say stuff about beyonce now you know what i'm saying i'm thinking like you know my and you know my lesson to all that is is you know for the fact that they'll like you today and and not like you tomorrow what god was even showing me he said this is the reason why you can't go for it for likes you know what i'm saying even with myself and I, i'll be honest with you there has been some horrible rumors about me mm -hmm. i told you i never had a relationship and i'm gonna go to the to the uh, extreme to say this, sorry listeners, but I've been classified as a whore. <laughs> mm. I'm thinking like, what was I what? seeing? What happened? Um, wow. Hey, wait a minute. I've been in this apartment over here and don't that happen? <laughs> Can I be the first one to know right. about it? But I have, I've, it's, it's been so many crazy rumors because people are so, they can, they can be very to say we're horrible, but it can be horrible at times when rumors and stuff are going out about you and they're not true. And people just tend to believe them. But God said you cannot focus on that stuff because, you know, I mean, look at the media and the stories that are high yeah. in their own places and they get all kinds of rumors. 
and people just jump to it and believe it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I heard a lot of um, celebrities say, y'all can't believe this though. It's just to, you know, to, to bring your name down or to, you know, get more ratings on the outside or whatever, you know, then they use your name to do it, right? So I had things, I have a lot, that's just one of them. I have a lot of things that I've heard that people said about me and then God said, you can't focus on that stuff. He said, the lesson into that allowed you to go through that because yeah, focus on trying to get fans and, and people to like you and all that kind of stuff. The ultimate lesson behind that is that you have to focus on the assignment. And for me, my career is not just career, it's ministry. I don't know. That's a lot of stuff I do behind the scenes, you know, to help people. And I don't, you know, and you know, your reward is when you start talking about it. Help this person. Mm -hmm. I help you ain't supposed to do that. You know, said if you do that, right. he said you're gonna miss out on the greater reward that's in heaven. I want my reward. I don't know about you, but uh, <laughs> right. So the lesson mm -hmm. is, is not to focus on fame and likes and things like that. If you get it, that's great. But focus on the assignment and what he has called you to do for that time. You know, what I'm saying? I remember when I first met you, I was just so I was I don't know. You could call me starstruck what? if you want, but I was just I was so excited because uh, when I watched her role in From Porn to the Pulpit. I I just I was amazed by mm -hmm. her talent, transitions and all of that good acting stuff. And when I talked to her after production, like she was just she was just still humble. Like the case saws that you hear on this interview is the case saws you'll you'll go to the mall oh, with, you'll you. talk over dinner <laughs> with. So you know, I can I can definitely vouch for that. Um now <clears throat> with that being said, what 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 would you consider to be one of the highlights? Now, we know you're not done. You still got more things to do. But so far, what's one of the highlights of your career? Um, What I would say, and it's funny you said, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not done because my highlight would be the fact that I can wear many hats and God is just constantly um, doing new things. You know, as I walk with him, he's constantly showing me where he's leading me to in my next. And it allows me to be creative, you know what I'm saying? And, and the networking and everything, you know, everything is just strategic. That's the best way to put that. And um, how does, now this is something we're going to kind of shift a little bit and get into the, the actual art of it. But <clears throat> does an actor remember their lines? Uh, every actor is different. Um, I would say, here's what I hear the most. And then I'll tell you about me. Uh, most actors, they say they record their lines. They play them over and over on the recorder, you know what I'm saying, into their phones or however they do it. And then there's some uh, actors that record the characters' lines that's around their lines, and they leave spaces in between oh. so they can respond to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's kind of hard. You got to really time that just right. You know, and then there's some that just repeat them over and over. Now, I, I might do the repeating over and over and things like that, but I, I don't know. I, I just can't help but to kind of learn the lines of everybody else's. I do. Mm. And it's not word for word. I can't do all that. <laughs> I can't do all that. But I get the gist of what they're mm -hmm. saying and then learn the cue lines so I know where to come in at. You know? So, you know, um, what I'm, and it's funny, if you were here, y'all think I'm crazy because it, it looked like I'm talking to myself for real. Make sure I shut the mm. windows and the curtains so in case I, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, shit, they're talking to themselves. But anyway, um, when I'm rehearsing my lines, I learn my lines and I learn theirs. And so I'll deliver my line. I'm building that way, you know, so that when we get on stage, you know what I'm saying, they might, because they might do a curveball on me too, and even with the cue line, and so, but I know the gist of what they're going to say, and when they, when they go off and do their own thing, it just heightened the moment for me, <laughs> it makes me, more. Right. so my method is a right. little bit different, I kind of learn 
their lines as well as mine. So that I, you know, it's like foundation for me. Everything that I do is like I build a foundation first, and then I allow the Holy Spirit to do the rest of it. But then in my head, I'm not probably not doing their lines in my uh, out loud, but I'm doing their lines in my head, and I'm reacting to everything that they say. Mm-hmm. So, um, before we get to the next question, you had your role in acrimony. Um, did you come about getting? Uh, that actually, role? it wasn't a role role. It was really an extra role and stuff like that. Um, I don't remember the. Oh my God, it was a South casting. I can't. Um, with that one, um, yeah, you just applied and I came into it. Now it was a favor of God for me that if you go to the graduation scene of acrimony, I'm just like right there in the camera. You know I mean? yeah, that's good. Cause, cause see, you're a part of something that's, that's big. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you off air <clears throat> about my experience with, uh, Mr. Perry, but I do know at one time it was a little bit harder mm. to get anything with him. You had to be kind of already in the loop and be referred. I know this for sure. The words of his own mouth and the actors that I had, you know, the pleasure of listening to. So for him to, for you to even be, a part of that that's still big so mr perry um now you have done both film and stage play now in terms of the whole experience the engagement the chemistry what are some of the similarities and differences of film and stage Ooh, play? okay so let's say similarities the similarities for that that we're both you get to embody the character you know that you do it in different ways uh, for instance like Plays, um, even though you know you can go all in and it's it's a live you know thing to hear all the reactions from the audience. So you, you can they kind of tell you how well you're doing. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you're funny, they're gonna laugh at day. If you ain't funny, they ain't gonna laugh. But for me, I, if they don't <laughs> laugh, I, I still I'm like, okay, you didn't laugh, I got you. Because then something gonna pop in my head. Oh, you gonna laugh, God doggy? You gonna? <laughs> I ain't gonna quit till I hear <laughs> or something. Right, I'll go all in, and, and as well as serious um, moments, so you get that reaction too. Now, with filming, even though you embody the character, you embody it different. For me, it is because here's the thing: when you're on set, you're actually in somebody's house or wherever you are, and the person is there. You know, even though on stage you have props, but then you have like even more real props. You know what I'm saying? And things like that that you can really, you know, go into character with and use. And you get, it seems like it's more freedom or something. You know, it's, it feels like real life is what I'm trying to say. And you get to really go in into your character. And me, myself, I'm not going to lie to you. When I get to any set, whether it's stage or film, I walk house or wh whatever place that we're at. And I get the feel of it. Because if, if it's my house, I need to feel at home. If it's my friend's house. Right. And according to the script, if it says I'm like her best friend, most likely I've been here before. So I have to have a cross between it's home and yet I don't live here. It's really depend and stuff like that. So it's really real life. And if you go into an issue, you really get to go in on set. Plays, is, I tell people all the time, it's wrong. It's wrong. There's no cut. Mm -hmm. There's no cut. There's You have to, if somebody else forget their lines, you might have to pick up and kind of fill it in a little bit. Some stuff is improv, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes technical. I mean, it's just raw. But film, you get to kind of redo it if it's a yes. mistake. Um, do you have a preference as to one that you enjoy? I love the them both. <laughs> okay. Wow. I love them both. <laughs> you, yeah, I really do. It, it, it almost like it ties. And I would say just a split higher would be filming. Yeah, I would too. That way I can cut. <laughs> <laughs> 
That just me. <laughs> that is that is something else though. You know, but no, here's the thing though with that with messing up. Uh you can cut with the feminine, but if you're on stage, I love if I mess up, I love it because I'm gonna fix it and you're gonna laugh when I mess up. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, I messed yeah. up. Like, look, I'll use it if I say, you know, like I went to the store and I'm supposed to say went to work. I'm kind of going to the store. I'm going to need some food or something like that. Lord, I am kind of hungry. My stomach kind of growling. Lord, you know what I'm saying? I'll go lady character. You know, she'll say whatever. Into that. I'll use it is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they'll be laughing. They'll, you know, I messed up. I'm like, and they'll think it's part of the script. I'm thinking like, what if you got gas or something or got a burp? Uh, <laughs> cut. I was thinking, oh, on set or in the play? Uh-uh, in the play because it's wrong. Okay, the play, look here. I had an where I had to walk away. Well, I was going to stage left. I went stage right and away from everybody. Stage right. Yes, so. What you doing? I'll be over there in a minute. Trust me. You don't want me to be stage left right now. Just mind your business. Just mind your business. moment. Okay. For instance, and I keep going back to Danielle Williams' um, Porn to the Pulpit because you have a, a bit of experience in acting since high school myself. But that was the first time where I said, let me take my book and create a play. So I wanted to go there to watch, to mm -hmm. learn, and to also just enjoy what it feels like getting out the house and watching a play. So um, there were some pretty serious moments in that play. Uh, you said the audience will react to it, and it, whether it's funny or sad or surprises, they, they, they react mm -hmm. right on point, right? How do you separate your personal emotions on set from the character? Because with some, some of those scenes were very emotional with the rape scenes and um, the, the, the different ways that Danielle was handled by the babysitter and all of that. How do you handle those emotions when you're in character? Uh, and you said from my personal or just, just the emotions, period? Anything. You, you could be dealing with something in your personal life or it could just be the play is getting to you, the, the scene is getting to you. Oh, yeah, you have to stay grounded. Uh, first of all, prayer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's with any um, project. Me, myself, mm -hmm. as far as uh, like separating the two between my personal emotions and my uh, character's emotions, look at it like this because I've had times when all hell was breaking loose in my life and then I still had to, you know, uh, do the play or whatever. My thing mm -hmm. is, I use my character as a vacation. Yeah. I do that because sometimes things are overwhelming and I take it as a break. I'm like, look, I, I ain't, I'm not Kay. I ain't her. Uh, who's that? My name is Tasha. My name is Sammy. You know what I'm saying? And I start thinking about her problems. And then guess what? I have to even turn on the minister part of me for for, uh, for that person and start ministering to somebody. I was gonna say I'm kind of uh, somebody might think I'm crazy for real. But minister <laughs> side of me, because if the person's going through rape or like that child in, in point to the pulpit, not to tell too much of her story, when she was going through what she was going through, I've seen it even in my family and in other families, you know, so, okay, what would you say to this child? What would you do to this child for to get through and come out, come out of her situation? You have to be real about it and you got to put yourself to the side, honey. Does that, that, does that also go for if you're having a, a, a dramatic scene? Is it the same kind of yes. way? Yes. That's really for the dramatic scene. And if it's a comedy scene, guess what? I could have fun for a minute. <laughs> Yeah, and okay. as I'm making them laugh, guess what? I'm making my own self laugh too. And I might even, you, if you listen closely, I might say something funny about my real situation. 
When you're auditioning for a role, this is one of the biggest questions people auditioning have. When you're auditioning for an acting role, should you come dressed as the character? For instance, if you're, um, you know, like, should you just dress as the character you're trying out for, or should you dress professional? You no, you could do, please be professional. Let me say that first. Please be professional. <laughs> but um, you can. I've heard that happen for a lot of people, uh, as well as myself. If it's like a doctor or something like that, you know, you may have your regular clothes on and just throw on, you know, the doctor jacket if you have it or whatever. And I've heard people go all right. out for it just so they can really paint the picture. You know, if, you, if you're if a nurse, you may come in with scrubs on. You know, times when with the old lady character that I had to audition, and so it came to me, I said, oh, and I was going to grab that gray wig. You know what I'm saying? He said, and God said, no, no gray wig. I said, oh, you don't, I thought you wanted me. He said, no, just get the glasses. And if it calls for a cane, bring the cane. You know what I'm saying? So I walked in normal and everything, you know what I'm saying? And then I pulled the cane out and everything. And they said, oh, okay. And then I put the glasses on. And when I started doing the lines, they said, why do you remind me of the old lady? And you know what I'm saying? It helps them to see you in their character. But guess what? It also helps you to get into character. The reason God mm -hmm. didn't want me, I said, why didn't I have to agree with He said, because that'll cover you too much. I need them to see you. See who you That's are true. first. Walk in with nothing. Cause all you gotta do is put the glasses on and pull out the cane. I said, and he said, now have it. Go in the character, all the way in. Like even even with some of the movies with uh -huh. the older roles, you can take a younger yes. looking person, and man, they transform them. So you know, I've always wondered, and so has some other people. Like, are you supposed to go in there with some wrinkles and prosthetics and canes and sixties mm -hmm. updo? You know. Yeah, like I, I would personally say that um, if you're going in character, don't don't cover yourself too much. You know, what I'm saying? that's my opinion. You know, what I'm saying God told me, so I'm going by that. Because they still need to see who you are. You know, what I'm saying they have your headshots and all that kind of stuff. You want to know right, your personality. Exactly. You know, what I'm saying don't go in in character. You know, be yourself, your own personality. So cause they they love fun loving people. They want to see if you're gonna be hard to work with or whatever. You know, what's one of the biggest no nos that you don't do when auditioning that you've seen or experienced yourself? Kind of like what I just got through seeing. <laughs> okay, so what I've uh, even mm -hmm. uh, heard that casting directors hate when you are not prepared. You know what I'm saying? You mm -hmm. have not studied the size that they've given you. You don't have the proper headshots and resumes. You don't even have a headshot and resume and you come in there. And one of the main things that I hear them talk about a lot is that when they tell you to do something and you don't do it exactly the way they said. Because what that tells them is that you can't follow directions. So I'm not working with you. Wow. And I know for Mr. Perry, when I when I used to study him, I used to study this man because I know I wanted to do something mm -hmm. in plays one day. I studied his mannerisms, interviews, his reels after you gotta go get the real DVD <laughs> to see the reels yeah. and the footage now. Just 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 mm -hmm. putting the plug in. Now I'm telling you, he he hates, and I don't know if this is across the board as strict, but he hates when you are even oh, a minute God. late. Oh, he's very he tired. Yeah, I, I study him too. Uh, he, because like he said, even if you only have a small role, he wants all of the actors to be there. And I can see why. Maybe it's to embrace the whole production. But if you know your part, it doesn't come in until the middle or toward mm -hmm. the end of the play. He doesn't want you to come in at that time. So it seemed like being punctual and being supportive of the other members' uh, roles is is also... Never was his go all the way across the board. And that was just his with anybody, for real. You know, I mean, the whole cast mm -hmm. is a team. You know what I'm saying? 
And I feel like if you you come in late or whatever you do that's against his rules or anybody's rules, you just threw the whole vibe and everything else off. You know? As an actor, you, you kind of want to come in prepared. You know, timely yeah. person, but uh, as they say in the industry, if you come on time, you late. You got to be yeah. early. And yeah. me, I do it anyway for preparation. You, you know why I do it. You know, I got to come pray and talk to God. And, you know what I'm saying? Because he might be shifting stuff and he'll let you know if something ship, if something's going to shift even on stage or, or the film, he'll let you know that and let, or let you feel it in some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? So, but you just want to come and prepare and you want to always, always already be in character when you come. I've seen a lot of times when we've done plays, you see, you'll see people, you say, hey, how you doing? And, and some people don't really realize it and they want to socialize and everything. But you'll see real, you can tell a real actor is when they don't do a lot of talking and don't do a lot of really? talking. I ask you a question if I have to. And I'm, they're like, why are you so quiet? And I'm thinking, like, you're making me talk. <laughs> and so I have to kind of come out a little bit and I say, I'm sorry. Um, if I'm not talking a lot, I say, I'm just in character and I have to focus. Especially. Uh, if it's a scene where you got to cry because you got to stay there, it's hard to go back into there. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard to come out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, you, you, time, being timely wow. or whatever they expect you to do. Um, and you don't want, listen, if you're going to act, you don't want to get rebuked anyway because then that, that'll be on your, in your spirit too when you're trying to, you don't want to actually act. So, you know, you come in, you get rebuked. Now you got to try to get the rebuke off of you, out of your spirit. You know, so try to get a character. So I'm going to do what you have to do so right. you can just stay in that zone. You know, do what you need to do, you know. It makes sense. So it's not just about being quiet to preserve your voice. It's it's also about getting yeah. into the zone and really because you're getting into your character. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, like, you, like we talked before about things that you go through, sometimes it's hard to pull your actual personal experiences or, or, or you know, problems or whatever you have off of you you can no longer that that's just my view you can no longer be you and i think some of the successful actors and actresses you know they embody the character that much they're like what you know Denzel washington i know he go in right okay and he go in so much mm -hmm. you know if he had like what was it is it training day i almost hated that man for real <laughs> let's, let's bring mm -hmm. one up the part <laughs> uh, i mean up to date um What's her name? I don't know her real name, but Veronica on Having Have Nots. I'm like, I don't want to ever meet that woman in person for real. But they say she is so sweet. She's a motivational speaker. I'm thinking like, yeah, right. That woman is from hell for real. <laughs> that's the <laughs> devil. She can't be no motivation. I don't want to hear nothing she got to say, but that's not the real her. You know what I'm saying? And, and you embody your character so much that I, I feel like this. If you can hate a character or whatever, make a person feel some kind of way, you have done your job. Yeah, they and they and they got they always give my boy Forrest Whitaker playing yeah. crazy parts sometimes. I'm like, and then and then when Denzel did Training Day, it even though he did the bad role, we still cannot hate. We, I'm like, oh wait, that, that ain't him for real. Wait a minute. Goodness, I'm telling you, I had to. You don't know how many times I have seen mm -hmm. a movie where the actor was so good. Yeah. And believable, and I had to remind myself while the, while it was it's just, a, this is just <laughs> Kathy Bates. I thought that woman was crazy. I'm like, Lord, a oh, misery. Oh my gosh. Yes. Let me tell you, Mr. William Clarence, I won't be coming to your table Who's no that? time soon, sir. Because after you Ooh, did Tales from the Hood, you did that role. You did that role from his facial yeah. expression. Look, it made me. Oh my I was scared to come on set. I'm like, you're you. I'm like, uh, -uh. okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, I want to do this one. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
I'm scared. Okay. I ain't doing it, man. Um, okay. So after production, what is the best way to kind of come down off that acting high, so to speak, and to relax? What do you okay. Do? So it's hard. I pretty much, like I said, I pretty much get quiet and stay to myself. And, and, I, and I have to explain it to the actors and actresses. They're like, what? Okay, you perform now. You said you need to be quiet before, but why are you quiet now? It's like, no, it takes a lot to come out if, if it's a dramatic role. If it's a fun-loving role, I'm like, well, I'm fun-loving anyway. So I put a part of me in that anyway, you know, and you do got to do that when you're acting. You put a part of you in there. So anyway, uh, for me, I, if it's like really dramatic and sad, I got to, I got to, you got to get that off of you. You know what I'm You'll take it home with you. And some mm -hmm. of that, I'm telling you, I told people, I think sometimes acting can be a little mental. And you can pick up something, you know, especially if you go in that much and you become that person, you have to then come out and say, hey, hey, you're not that person. But it was a casting director. For some reason, he was like picking picking on me. When I say picking on me, I don't mean like he picking on me like a bad thing. But he was picking on me because he saw a talent, a real talent in me. And so after I did my little monologue and all that kind of stuff, he said, okay, 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 I want to I want improv. He just, I saw him looking at me, like, why is he looking at me like that, you know? So he said, you, he pointed at me, he said, come in. I'm thinking, okay, you're going to make me go first. All right. <laughs> All right, Jesus. Okay, mm. whatever you're going to do, help me go. So he said, I'm going to uh, give you a situation. He said, and then I'm going to walk around the room and I'm going to whisper in different people's ears. And what he did, everybody in the whole room, a lot of people standing around. And he said, I'm going to tell them to just come at you with stuff. And I'm thinking, like, say what? And he said, you ain't going to know what they're coming at you mm. with. You know, they might change uh, the scenario or whatever. So fast forward, you know, I handled it all, thank God. You know, so we got to the end. There was an older lady in the room and everything. And he told her uh, to tell her that, you know, your, your child just died and it's your fault. You know, you are the reason that your child had just mm -hmm. died and everything. And I knew and I told you this and I told you that. And she was coming at me and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, what? I'm like, it's not my fault. You know what I'm saying? And so in a nutshell, Child, when that woman got through with me and we were talking back and forth, I told her to shut up. You listen to me. And I, I told her about herself first. It is not my fault. Girl, I was going in and everything. And I know I don't cuss, so it wasn't no cussing mm. like that. So, But I mean, I went in and I lost it. I was crying and everything. You know what I'm saying? God was just telling me what to say. And I said, and I was feeling it. You know what I'm saying? So then he said, seeing. And I, I was, I'm going to give you an example. Uh, when he said, seeing how I was. And you, he said, seeing. I said, huh? Close my mouth because more mm. was switching to come out. And I was like breathing, like, and everything. And he said, He said, okay, sing. He turned around, looking, he said, cut. Could not come out mm. of it. He had to shake me. He said, hey, cut. And I blinked. And I said, right. Wow. He said, are you okay? And so I was just staring. And I said, yes, I'm okay. And then I wasn't okay. Cause I went all the way in, you know. And then he said, "Oh my God!" He said, "Y'all, this is acting. When you can go in, you it's hard to come out." And when I turned around, there was not a dry eye in the room. So hugging me, they were like bawling, wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They were, like, "What is wrong with everybody?" Like, they're right. And I'm thinking, like, "Wait a minute, what's wrong with me?" Cause I can't. I still. It was still on me. And when they got through, I literally had to. This is my unwind. I had to. I said, "Excuse me." I just walked out and went to the restroom. I had to go there and get myself together. I said, you got to come out of this. This is not you. It didn't happen to you that way. But here's the twist. It did happen to me in my real life. It yeah. took me afterwards, yeah. I, after I got home, I said, oh, my God. I said, a lot of the stuff I think that was said in there was really what I needed to say myself to the person that did that to me, for real.
Yeah, that was deep. That yeah. touched me just right now. Um, whew, that's deep. But um, we're going to get ready to wrap up. But I just have a couple more questions for you. Um, how would you say the pandemic has changed the acting industry for now? God knows. <laughs> but here's the thing. Um, while it's virtual, um, one part that, you know, I think a lot of us, are still trying to find God in it, you know. Oh God, you know it's God and what He's exactly what He's trying to do with it. Uh, and ultimately, the pandemic is bringing us back to God, really. You know, what I'm but with it being virtual, um, yeah. I think you know it, this is a time where I'm gonna say the enemy, you know, so the devil may have gotten his foot in the industry, you know, like big time and stuff like that. And I, and I, you know, the, even through the course of the years, you know, even if people were serving God, they would not allow God into the industry, you know. Like, Jesus or nothing like that. Well, this is right. God's time now. You know, we talk about the harvest is here right. and the blessings are coming and all that. Well, it's God's time. But guess what? He's only going to raise up people that are going to say his name. I'm not going to be ashamed to say his name. You know, not just keep him behind the scenes mm -hmm. like you're being blessed, but you're not going to tell people why you're blessed and who blessed you. Virtually, uh, our virtual rather, uh, will cause his name to get out even further. Places that we can't go. Well, we can't go nowhere right now because of Corona. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so that's one aspect of it is that, you know, his name will get further. You know, people will see us, you know, get to know God. And that's what it's all about for me. You know what I'm saying? I really enjoyed all of the laughs and pearls of wisdom in this interview. You know, on this platform, we love to focus on perseverance. So the part that got me was when her mother was on her sick bed while God was still trying to tell her, you know, to make that move and follow her passion. You know, it was meant to be because her mom actually gave her her blessings and saying, go on. And to me, that was the confirmation she needed to seal the deal. And I know that was hard for Kay, but... She persevered through it anyway. So to connect with K-Sauls, you can check out her Facebook and Instagram and just put in actress K-Sauls or K-Sauls. Either or you are going to find out more about her and what she does. And do not worry. I'm going to link everything down below. Now, as for me, if you want to keep up with the movement, support the movement, things of that nature, make sure you visit my website, www.cu-nw.com. Also, please make sure that you are sharing these episodes and even leave your girl a review. Now, remember, it is not until you are truly fed up that you will change up. But after you changed up, then what? Make sure y'all tune in next Monday as we interview another phenomenal guest. Y'all stay blessed.